welcome to the Pascal Way Podcast. Pastor Pascal is the senior pastor of Alive Bible Church, a vibrant and growing church with branches across South Africa. Pastor Pascal is an anointed teacher of the Word of God who makes the Bible to come alive. Get ready to be empowered with knowledge that will cause you to rise up and become who God wants you to be. Today's message is Seven Reasons Why I Believe in Jesus, preached live at ABC Rabecha. Without faith, the scripture is on the screen. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Why is God saying without faith it's impossible to please God? Because people try to please God in so many ways except through faith. You could change the word please by draw the attention. Without faith, it's impossible to draw the attention of God. Without faith, it's impossible to cause God to help you. Without faith, it's impossible for God to come and help you on anything you are trying to do. And I'm not saying most of the time we think if I could just try this, maybe God will come through. One of the common things people use is complaints. If I could just complain. The Israelites thought if they can complain, God will change. But rather, as they complained, God became worse towards them. Complain is a wrong way to draw the attention of God. Very wrong way. Crying is another way people think. If I can just cry, if God can see my tears, God will. You know, when you are a child and you cry, your father immediately reacts. I'm a, I'm a parent. I react to the tears of my children. Are you listening to me? And we usually also think God will react to our tears. If I can cry, if I can just cry and scream, God will react to that. Unfortunately, many people have cried their way to death. They didn't draw God at all. And some people think, the way I'm suffering, God can see my suffering. Eh? God is seeing my suffering, and my suffering is going to draw God. Oh, many Somalians have suffered and died suffering. That never moved God. Might have moved some humanitarian people to come and give them food for a few days, but it never moved God. It never moved God. Somalians die of hunger every day. Doesn't move, that, that's not what moved God. And people are saying, if there was a God, how is he allowing all these things? There is a God. But just like everybody else, everybody has what makes them do what they have, they're supposed to do. Now, you cannot just, everybody here, there are certain things that you respond to. And there are other things you don't respond to. I remember a friend of mine, we were in the, in the music band together. And there came a time I was broke, I didn't have money to go back home after the rehearsal. And then I started giving attitude. I even came here to teach you people and I don't have money to go home. She says to me, you know, let me tell you something. If you want to get something from me, don't use that road. You'll never get anything from me. By trying to make me feel guilty. There are some people who respond to guilt. 
Other people don't respond to you. In fact, when you try to make them feel guilty, they become more hardened towards you. They don't budge at all. And I imagine you are trying to make the person feel guilty so they can give you. And in their heart, they say, as long as that is the road you are using, I will never give you anything. Am I making sense to you? So what works for people? You have to find out. What works for my mother? What works for your mother? Ma, not work for your father. What works for your uncle? Ma, not work for your auntie. And you cannot now say, ah, if my auntie was, your auntie is alive, but what you are using to reach to her hand is the wrong road. So is God as well. What works for man? Ma, not work for God. You can use tears and get the man to help you, but you might not necessarily use tears and get God to help you. And you can come to man and not use faith, and man helps you. But you can never go to God and not have faith and get anything. No matter your color, no matter your title, no matter whatever you are, the only language God responds to Without you killing yourselves, without you throwing yourself on the ground and rolling, rolling, you say, that's another thing in Africa. People think if I can, if I fall on the floor and I roll, 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 hey, the whole village will wake up. The whole village might wake up, but God will still be sleeping. They are the disciples were screaming, "Hey, we are dying, we are dying." Jesus is sleeping. Jesus was never moved by that screaming. Never move by that. Then they actually got offended. They came, ah, how come you are sleeping? We are busy, you are busy sleeping. That's how it is. Something can be killing you and Jesus is sleeping. And look at, look at this. He asked them a simple question. Where is your faith? Why? Because the only thing that could have woke me up, the only thing that could have moved me is the main thing you didn't do. Where is your faith? I work with faith. I don't know if you're screaming, hey, I'm dying, I'm dying. Yeah, hey. No, 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 no. That's not how I work. Don't use that. That doesn't work. Where is your faith? I work with faith. Only. Are you listening to me? Listen carefully. You see, people think, my sister, that God is, nobody can understand God. So, you know, you come and maybe you try this, it doesn't work, you try that. Maybe as you are trying, you will try the right one and then it will work. God is not like that. It's not like, you know, you can understand God. Like you can actually understand how it works. It doesn't have to be a mystery. Because for many of us, God is always a mystery. Everything is mysterious. I never know what will work. Oh, one day it works, the other day it doesn't work. No, 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 no. If you take time to understand God, just like, you know, somebody can understand you. Before somebody dates you, they struggle a bit. Why? Because they don't know what you respond to. Some people don't respond to phone calls. You call them, they don't answer. They only start answering you when you WhatsApp them. 
some people never check their WhatsApps. And you want to relate with the person and you are using WhatsApp. And you are stuck. You are stuck. So it's like God is saying to us this morning, I can respond to you. I can help you. But you need to understand how I operate. You need to, like I'm, not, I'm not a dark thing that you can never figure. No, 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 you can understand me. You can actually understand how I operate. And if you do things the way I say you should do them, you will never have to, like I was saying, I roll on the floor. It will be happening as if you hold the higher power. And you do. Here's the challenge. Most people don't want to take the time required to unlock these mysteries. They want to just come and one, two, three, bam. One, two, three, bam. There's nothing like that. I don't know anything on earth that is one, two, three, bam. One, there's nothing like that. But we want to make God one, two, three, bam. I shall sit down. Sit down. We want to make God one, two, three, pam. There's nothing like, there's no one, two, three, pam with God. Are you listening to me? Praise Jesus. Now, I'm going to share with you a couple of secrets, but I think already from the series, I've shared quite a lot of them. To help you understand what is faith. Now, if you are here for the first time, some of you are. Everything I've been teaching on the subject of faith is available on our YouTube channel. Our YouTube channel is, is called Allah Bible Church SA. Everything I've been teaching is available on our Facebook page. Our Facebook page is Allah Bible Church hyphen HQ. Everything I've been teaching is available on podcasts. We use Castbox. C A S T B O X. Castbox. I'm giving you this information to make you realize you don't have to struggle. There's the information. That's that's all. Like you don't say, you I wish I, I was no, you can. It's available. It's available. Now, don't listen to these things once and you think you understand them. Don't make that mistake. Some messages, I listen to them, you see, especially a subject like faith, because this subject controls what will happen to you. Don't quickly brass over it. I remember a few years ago, I read, I read a book, but via audio, an audio book. And the whole time, I convinced myself, every time I see that book, I say, oh no, I've read this book. Oh, I've read this. Because I read it audio. Do you understand? Like, when I'm in the bus, I press play, I'm reading the book, but somebody else is reading me, I'm just listening. So after, after reading that book, audio, I convinced myself, I know that book. And for like four, five years, I never opened a page of that book because every time I see the cover, I say, oh no, this book, I know, I've read it before. 
God messed me up this past week. As he took me back through that, when I'm not reading, I'm reading it physically. My God. How we can be deceived. How we can be deceived. You hear faith. Oh, no, I know faith. I know faith. Ah. Oh, no, I know a pastor. My previous pastor was teaching about faith. Now, I already know faith. Ah. And I was here the first week. Pastor preached about faith. So I already know everything about faith. Ah. How we can be deceived. Do you want to know a proof that you know something? Your results. As long as you don't have the results, you don't know the thing. Results are the best indicator of understanding. Knowledge is not understanding. It's two different words. Knowledge and understanding. You can know something, but you still don't produce the result. You can know the makeup products, but when you put them on your face, people are not impressed. So you have the knowledge, but you lack the understanding. But once you put, 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 wow, you got it. You got it. You got it. So some of us are stopping too quickly. Ah, I know, I know, I know Hebrews 11.6. Yes, you know Hebrews 11.6. But do you have the results of Hebrews 11.6? Ah, pastor, how long? However long it takes. Your problem is you are rushing too quickly to things that you will not understand. Because, you see, we build precept upon precept. Don't rush. Take your time. Just understanding faith alone will solve a lot of problems in your life. Just faith alone. Just faith alone. Why do you want to jump to other things? Start here. Master it. Can I tell you something? I started teaching on demons. Was it last month? Do you know I'm still studying demons? I'm getting deeper in my study every day. I'm done with the series last month. I am now even beginning to get deeper. Every book I read is on demons. You feel, ah, pastor already preached it, I understand it. Me who preached it, I am not understanding it. Me. I'm deeper in the subject now than when I preached last month. How easily we can be deceived. If you could just unravel demonic activity, do you know how many problems will stop in your life? If you could just understand demons. If you could just take your time to concentrate on this subject. Do you know how many things you will understand about your life? rushing too quickly. Me, your pastor, I'm on demons. And what I'm enjoying is that I'm not studying demons to preach. It's for me. Because I'm, I'm teaching on faith, so I'm not teaching on demons. So, and I'm studying demons now. It's not to preach. It's for me. Yeah, it's for me, myself. My personal life. How they're attacking me. 
and I can be on a subject for six months. I don't rush it. Because I want to understand. Look, beyond teaching to you, I want the thing to work for me. That's why every time that I come and I preach the sermon, this faith subject I have started, when I move from demons to now, I will be there for a long time. Until I start seeing real results in my life based on faith. So I don't know why you are rushing too quickly. I don't know why you are rushing so quickly without results. It's deception. It's deception. Don't be deceived. Amen? Now, look at that verse again. Without faith, it is not possible. All the way he says is, it is impossible to please God. Why? Because anyone Without exception. Please, I know you think you are cute, but God has no exception at all. At all. Never come to God saying, I'm too broke. Hey, that doesn't mean nothing to God. Never come to God say, I'm a lady, I'm a man, I'm poor, I'm orphan. Hey, hey. God doesn't work with that thing. No, 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 no. Anyone, anyone, there's only one way. And anybody who wants to go through that way must comply. Anyone who comes to him must, not may, not could, must, is a must. Is a must. You are, look, either the highway or no way. You must believe. What must you believe? Number one, you must believe that God exists. <laughs> That's the scripture. You must believe that God, you will be surprised that that statement alone, a lot of us don't believe God exists. Do you believe that God exists? Brother, there's a whole group on earth called atheists. Eh? A whole group that has created itself. You see, when God says something in the Bible, I say, ah, isn't that obvious? Who will doubt that God exists? Ah, you don't understand. There's a whole group on earth that say God doesn't exist. You'll be surprised. God doesn't exist. I'm asking again, do you believe that God exists? If you believe that God exists, congratulations. Because just the theory of evolution that the children are learning in school is designed to convince you that there's no God who created anything. Things are the result of a big bang that happened. There's no God. The first time in my life to hear a person tell me they don't believe in any God, I had cold feet. 
a lady from the Netherlands. She came to Sun City to do practicals. And she was working in my department. And I'm trying to invite this girl to church, a white girl. And I said to her, do you believe in God? She said, no. And she sounds shocked that another person believes in God. That it was so shocking to her. You see, when you are on our side of the world, you think it's obvious. But it's not obvious. Because as you start growing, you start seeing things. And then you realize, ah, but this is not actually God. It's the result of the sun hitting this. And then when the sun hits this, it creates a chemical reaction. And then you're having this. So there's no God here. I mean, there's no God. It's just life happening. I'm saying if you believe that God exists, it's a good sign. That you are not doing anything great. Why? Even demons believe that God exists. James 2.19. I mean, you, well, if you believe that God exists, good. And you are doing well. But it's just that, look, even the biggest enemy of God believes it. You believe that there is one God. Good. Even demons believe. And they don't just believe. They tremble. Maybe when you believe and nothing happens. When they believe it, they tremble. So believing must always lead to something. Always. Now, to be honest with us, most people, most people, especially in our side of the world, in Europe, it's a different story. I'm telling you, a total different story. But in our part of the world, because of our culture, because of where we're coming from, and also our history as a people, we don't struggle to believe that there's a higher power. Do you understand? Like, it's not difficult for us to believe that there's a God. We don't struggle with that. If you go now anywhere, any supermarket, you ask people, you believe in God? They say, yes, of course. Anybody, we believe in God, easy. If you ask people, do you believe in the Holy Spirit? They might not say Holy Spirit, but they know spirits. African people know spirits. Easy. So, when you talk about the Holy Spirit... It's even easy for them to confuse the Holy Spirit and the other spirit because they know spirits. So they don't struggle to believe in spirits. Are you with me? Believing in God is great. And many people believe in God. Believing in spirit, the Holy Ghost, is great. And African people believe in spirits normally. Even when they don't know the Holy Spirit, they believe in spirits. They know there's a spirit somewhere. They will tell you, no, there's a spirit of this. And they know, they know. They even call spirits. Professional spirit callers, they call spirits. They do a dance now, a spirit will come. Do you know why you came to church this morning? There's another question I want to ask you. Do you believe 
in the Son of God. I know you believe in God. I know you believe in Jesus. I mean in the Holy Spirit. All spirits. Do you believe in Jesus? That's the main question I have for you this morning. <laughs> oh yes. John 9, 35. Jesus heard that they had cast him out and when he had found him he said to him do you believe in the son of God? Do you believe in the son of God? I know you believe in God. I know you believe in the Holy Spirit or some spirits but do you believe in the son of God? Brothers and sisters, this is where all the controversy is taking place. Every religion will tell you, oh, we also believe in God, right? Everybody will say, no, we also believe in spirits. I mean, there's a spirit of this, a spirit of this. We, we believe in spirits. But do you know where there is a confusion? And do you know where there's a contradiction when it comes to Jesus? If you ask a Hindu man, do you believe in God? He says, of course, I believe in God. You ask a Hindu man, do you believe in spirits? Of course, I believe in spirits. Anybody you ask, do you believe in God? They do. Do you, do you believe in spirits? They do. But the moment you introduce Jesus, now we are having a problem, sir. We have a problem. When you say, do you believe in Jesus to a Hebrew man? I say, no, I don't believe in I believe in Buddha. That's where you are having a problem now. When you ask a Muslim, do you believe in God? Allah, I believe in God. Allah. You ask him, do you believe in spirits? Of course, I believe in spirit. But do you believe in Jesus? No, I believe in Muhammad. We have a saying, God is good. All the time. All the time. God is good. That's saying not Jesus is good. When it comes to Jesus, everybody start taking their position. So you say to people, God bless you. Even if they are Muslim, they say, Amen. They receive it. But if you say to a Muslim, Jesus bless you. Hey, hey. No, 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 no. no. Please. Let's reframe this whole thing. It's not like that. Am I making sense to you at all? Do you believe in the Son of God? Yeah. That's the question I want to ask you this morning. Do you believe in the Son of God? I know you believe in God, but do you believe in His Son? That's the question. Do you believe in the Son of God? This morning, listen, go to verse 36. 
He answered and said, Who is he? Lord, that I might believe in him. Who is this son of God you are talking about? Jesus said to him, You have both seen him, you have both seen him, and it is he who is talking to you. So Jesus, the Son of God, is asking a man, Do you believe in the Son of God? And the man says, Who is he? Then Jesus says, You are talking to him. He's the one you are talking to right now. You are talking to him. Hmm. Verse 38. Then he said, Lord, I believe. And look at the next line. He worshipped him. You can't just believe. Like you just believe and you walk out. What you believe affects you. If you really believe, it affects you. You cannot just, you see, when demons believe, they tremble. You can't really believe and you are just believing. No. When he believed in the Son of God, eh, it affected him and he worshipped the Son of God. He worshipped him. And I, if, if I now say here, yeah, who believe in Jesus? I don't know, I believe in Jesus. I, do you worship Jesus? Now, don't joke with that statement, he worshipped him. Why am I saying this to you? Because when Jesus was being tempted by Satan, the only requirement Satan gave Jesus, sorry, don't come and sit here again, sit at the back. Well, the only requirement Jesus was giving, uh, listen carefully, when Satan was tempting Jesus, he says to him, if you are the son of God, turn the stone into bread. Jesus says to him, no, 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 no. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Okay, no problem. Takes him to a high mountain. Says to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down. Because it is written, he will give angels charges over you. Eh? And they will keep you lest you dash your foot against a stone. Jesus says to him, it is written, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. Says, oh, good, good, good. I see. You know a bit of scripture. Third one. If you are the son of God, look, all these kingdoms, all their glory, all the power, everything that is here, I will give it to you. Only one condition. Worship me. Worship me. Satan is asking Jesus to worship him. And that's the only condition for Satan to give Jesus everything. And you think worship is a joke? You think worship is, worship is not a joke. Worship is not, you are holy, my Lord. It's more than that. Worship is, I honor you. I recognize that you are higher. I recognize that you are the greatest power. And I surrender myself to you. I surrender. If Jesus had bowed to the devil, that that was going to be the end of mankind. I mean, Jesus could have said, ah, what is that? I just have to kneel down. And No, it's not like that. Once you do that, you see, when Adam ate the food, he thought, ah, I'm just eating a food. No. You've surrendered. And that is actually how Satan got all the kingdoms because man ate the fruit. So the Bible is saying he worshipped God. He worshipped Jesus. Because he believed Jesus is the son of God. He worshipped him. Brothers and sisters, it's not enough to say I believe in Jesus. 
It's not enough to say, I believe in God. Do, who do you worship? Who do you worship? Who, who, who are you submitted to? Who are you honoring? Who are you living for? Who do you obey? Who do you obey? I'm reminded of the story of the Hebrew boys. The Hebrew boys were shown an image and they were told, you must bow and worship this image. Worship is not a joke. Worship reveals who you obey. And when the Hebrew boys refused to bow to worship that image, they found themselves in the fire. And many people don't like the fire. And the Hebrew boys found themselves in the fire because of Jesus. Because of Jesus. They found themselves in the fire. And this is why people will claim, I believe in Jesus. But they don't worship him. Because worshiping him might take you to certain roads you don't want to go to. So you will want to keep it both sides. I worship God, but I also worship the world. I, 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 I believe in God, but I worship money. I, I believe in Jesus, but I worship myself. When, 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 you come, when you come in my life, you don't find anything that looks like Jesus. It's me, myself, and I. I worship me. I have not surrendered me to anybody. I do what I want. I go where I want. Some of you, your status have never been connected to Jesus in whatsoever way. Everything is your body, your shape. You are worshiping you. You worship you. You believe in Jesus, but you worship you. When this man believed in Jesus, he worshipped him. He laid down before him. I pray for you this morning. By the time this message is over, you will say, I believe in Jesus. And, and I worship Kayamayaka. I worship Jesus. I don't worship my body. Do you know why I don't worship my body? My body is going to go back to the dust. This body you worship so much. This thing, eh? This thing can deceive you. This thing is going back to the dust. You obey it so much. Everything is, we're asking here, who is fasting? Ah? 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 Nobody wants to do any pain to the body. We worship the body. We worship the body. We get clothes to the body. We get perfume for the body. We fix the body. We make the body look nice. We advertise the body. Everywhere is the body. The body is you. But you are saying, I believe in Jesus. You are saying, I believe in Jesus. Find their scripture, their God is their stomach. This morning, somebody 
will surrender to Jesus. Hallelujah. Somebody this morning, you will surrender to Jesus. You will say, Lord, from today, you say, you must have a day. You say, don't say to me, I already gave my life to Jesus. Which is, that's what I'm trying to teach you this morning. That I taught demons last month. And I'm still learning demons this month. Don't be so quick to say, ah, pastor, me, I know Jesus already. He said, that's what kills you. You think you know. You think you know. But there's a lot you don't know. Hmm? There's a lot you don't know. Did you get it? Look at this amazing scripture. Of people who worship Jesus. I mean, they believe in Jesus. But they are controlled by something else. Whose end is destruction? Whose God is their belly? And whose glory is their shame? Who set their minds on earthly things? They are God. They have a God. Their God is not Jesus Christ. Their God is the stomach. It says first in the Bible. Find a scripture that says their God is their stomach. Because when you say belly, you might be thinking, no, no, no. What is, maybe it's a belly. Do you have a scripture that defines it as stomach? Praise the Lord. From this morning, I see you making Jesus your Lord and your Savior. And I see you worshiping Jesus. Nothing else. Nothing else. I said, that is where I'm trying to take this branch of Rebecca. Where Jesus is the center of your focus. Where when you come to church, you see, when you are worshiping you, you cannot worship Jesus. Even when we sing a worshiping song, you cannot worship because you are too conscious of you. You don't lift your hands because, ah, what will people say? You don't dance. Ah, what will they think now if I start dancing too much? You see, you are worshiping you. So you are taking care of you. But when you become a worshiper of God and a worshiper of Jesus, you stop caring about what anybody thinks about you. It doesn't matter to you. Whether they think or ever, whether they think you are mad, whether they think you are sick, it doesn't matter to you at all. The only thing that matters to you is that Jesus is there and you are worshiping Jesus. That's the only thing that matters to you. That's the only thing that matters to you. I always know when I'm in the presence of somebody who worships themselves. They are self-conscious. Self-conscious. They can't kneel down. Oh, Pastor, you know, this is a white pants. And I, I bought it last week, Pastor. Come on, Pastor, use your brain. I mean, Pastor, are you expecting me to bow down? Have you seen these people? They say, bow down and worship. They are standing tall. They are standing tall as Eskom poles and they are singing bad. I don't know who they are asking to bow down. Who must bow down? You are singing bad down and worship him. But you are standing bad down. Bad down. You are, you are making everybody to bow down. 
You are saying bow down and worship him and you are standing and you are worshiping you. Their God is their stomach. Did you know that your stomach can become a God any day? Modimo. You are even touching it like this. Modimo Waka. This is the guy that controls you. This one. Oh no, that must change this morning. Amen. I said that must change this morning. Amen. From this morning, you are worshiping the living God. You are not worshiping any stomach. You are not worshiping any other God. You are worshiping Jezebel. Do I have people this morning that are saying, I worship Jesus and Jesus alone? Hallelujah. Oh, put your hands together for Jesus, somebody. I worship Jesus. I believe in Jesus and I worship Jesus. Tell your neighbor, I believe in Jesus and I worship Jesus. <laughs> tell your neighbor, I don't worship me. I don't worship me. It, can I tell you something? The fact that you can't even say that to them is that like you are struggling to say it. Because you know, hey, what if I say it now, and then they ask me, ah, but when I didn't come for prayer on Friday, where were you? You were worshipping you somewhere. You will say to people, let's invite people to church. Do you know that they can't invite anybody to church because they're ashamed. They worship themselves so much that other people must go to hell. Hey, like you are so conscious of you that other people must die as long as you live. Ooh, are you sure you are worshiping Jesus? Jesus says, if you worship me, deny yourself. That's number one. Deny yourself. Yourself must not matter too much anymore. Your love must not matter too much anymore. You know, if I tell you that I have three children, you will not believe. It's the way I live my life. It's as if I'm, I don't have a family. That I have children. And I have time for them. Trust me. Praise God. If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself. Take up his cross. And follow me. That's the condition. You cannot follow Jesus and carry on with yourself. The two can't work together. You can't. So this morning, self has to give away. And Jesus must come alive in you. And it, this could be the main reason why your Christianity is not working well. Because self is fighting Jesus. Self is too alive. If I said, you know, God, oh, Maruti, hey, that is dirty there, you know. Let's, let's wait until they put a the road. When the government put the road, then I will go. Ah. Invite, oh, Maruti, I don't, the way they look, they haven't, they haven't bathed for three days. I think they'll be smelling. They'll be smelling too much. Ah, I don't, I don't, I don't need this. Now, about three times a day, so I don't want any funny smells around me. 
Muruchi, the way I see their feet, their feet are smelling. I don't, I don't want to sit next to such people. I don't want to invite such people. I know the church is called a Labbabi church, but you are to our life. Hey, you are to our life. Tell the neighbor you are to our life. You are to our, there must be a degree of death. <laughs> Listen, you must die and be alive in Christ, not alive in yourself. You are to our life. You are to our life. Praise God. All right, quickly this morning as I close. I want to tell you about myself. Can, can I talk about myself? Yes, you see, these things, it's best when you hear from the person. Me, I don't like stories. I, I like talking, I, I like to talk to somebody who can tell me, look, this is what happened with me. I don't know about you. That's why I don't read novels. Novels, you see those things, the writing stories, fantasies. And you find ladies hooked. Oh, oh my God. It's a lie. It's a well packaged lie. And you are buying it. You see, movies that are real usually are not very strong. Like they don't look very, very action, action, action. But they're actually the right ones. Those are the ones that you should watch. Movies based on real life stories. You cannot have a movie on Mandela with AK-47 and, uh, and it's got a bazooka at the back and, 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 and then it's got a big motorbike. Yeah. Mandela, Mandela. Like he, when it comes, I greet you in the marching. No, 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 no. Look, Mandela, the movie, the movie will be boring. But that's where the power is. That's where the power is. This action is lies. Have you ever seen a place where you shoot a person? Do you understand? When everybody is shooting him, no bullet touches him. But when he shoots one person, what type of, what type, I mean, like, what, 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 what is that? Is it, what are all these? I mean, is it, is, is it, is it real that 10 people can be shooting one man? And no bullet touches the person. But when he turns and shoots, boom, the person is dead. Can't you see it's a lie? And you'll be sitting there, you are crying. Hey, he's dead. I mean, you are crying over lies. You see ladies with tissue. Jesus is giving you joy this morning. I want to talk quickly about me. Quickly. So listen attentively. Because the secret of man is in their stories. The secret of man is in their stories. You want to know the secret of any man by his biography. Lead up, listen about, read something about the person. Don't quickly want to desire the glamour you see. There's a gloom part you don't see. The secret of men is in their stories. Read the story of somebody. If you want to know about Jesus, read the story of Jesus. 
You will understand quickly why his name is high and lifted up today. But before the name of Jesus is high and lifted up, Jesus went through Via Dolorosa. Jesus went through the cross. Jesus went through so many things. Listen to the whole story. Don't quickly connect the glory. So I want to talk about myself, but I want to talk about, about myself in relation to Jesus. Because the question this morning is, do you believe in the Son of God? Do you believe in the Son of God? Now I want to give you quickly seven reasons why I believe in the Son of God. But you cannot believe in something and not have a reason why you believe in it. Seven reasons why I, Pascal Ngwe, believes in the Son of God. Reason number one. I was far from God, but Jesus brought me near God. That's the first reason. from God. When you see me today talk about God, you might be thinking, hey, I'm sure this guy was born with a Bible. Or when he was born, the first gift they gave him was the Bible. No. I was far. Your pastor did things that if he start talking about now, you say, Muruti, hey, your own is worse. Your own is worse. I was far, brother. Very far. The worst of all is that I didn't know how I can get close. When I look at Mr. Sir Ramaphosa, he's far. And the problem is, I don't know how I can get close. Maybe you know how to get close to Peter Sidney Apostle. I don't know how to get close to him. Even though I see him on the screen, he's very far. How long will it take before I get close enough to shake his hand? How many years? How many years? So I seem to know the person but he's very far. I seem to know God, but God was very, very, very far. I want to know him. I want to talk to him. But he's far. I can only hear him. He can't hear me. Do you think if I decide by tonight, okay, I'm going to see Mr. Sidema Posa tonight. Do you think I'm going to see Sidema Posa tonight? Uh, in fact, I might end up in jail. In that, I might actually end up in jail. I might end up in a worse place than where I am now. But do you know, if I had one connection with the son of Cyril Ramaphosa, a good connection with the son of Cyril Ramaphosa, I have his number on my phone. 
He knows me. I know him. I call him after the service. I say, Baba, you know what? I want to see the big man today. I just want to see him and say hello. Do you believe that that guy eh, could say to me, okay, take a taxi, go here. Then take this and I will wait for you here. Do you believe it, there is a possibility? I was far from God. But I came in touch with the Son of God. And the Son of God says to me, you know what? I know you want to meet the big man. But it's not as difficult as you think it is. If you know me, if you are in contact with me, I know exactly how to get you to the throne room now. You don't have to bring three goats and go and get three giraffes and then go and catch your veins. No. Just know me. If you know me, I will take you by the hand to the Father. Because no one comes to the Father except through me. No one, without exception, comes to the Father except through Jesus. Now, I want the Father, but I cannot access the Father unless I know the Son. So why do I believe in Jesus? Why am I worshiping Jesus? Number one, I could have never gotten close if it wasn't for Jesus. If it wasn't for Jesus, many of you could have never gotten close. I don't need to tell you how far you were. You know yourself how far you were. Everybody here knows how far you were. And the direction you were in. But Jesus held your hand and said, there's a shortcut. Come this way. And before you know it, you are in the White House. You are in the Oval Room. I'm sure you understand that the children of Trump or the children of who is there now, uh, Joe Biden, can easily come and out of the White House. But I don't know how many years it will take before they can even look at your request. By the time they're looking at your request, the man is out of the White House. No one comes to the Father except through Jesus. No, including you. Including you and me. Nobody here can meet the Father if you don't pass through Jesus. And Jesus is the controversy of the world. This group believes, no, we don't believe in Jesus. We believe in this one. Even African people, ah, we don't believe in Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus is the white man God. We believe in our ancestors. We believe in God and we believe in our ancestors. Modimo, Badi. But this Jesus is a white man's story. I don't even know what's happening with him. But now Jesus says, no one can come to the Father 
except through me. And that's where we are having a problem. I believe in God. I believe in Badimos. But when it comes to Jesus, he's a white man's story. When you go to that group, I believe in Muhammad, I believe in this one, but Jesus is just a prophet. Do you understand? Yes. Number two, I was meant to die, Jesus took my place. <laughs> I was meant to die Jesus took my place I want to ask you a question can you tell me what Jesus did for him to end up on the cross to die the way he died can you tell me which sin he committed I mean who did he kill who did he steal from for him to die with two criminals, one on his right, one on his left. What did he do? For him to deserve such a death. Any of you that has ever watched the movie The Passion of the Christ, and sometimes you can't even watch the thing. It's so bad. Then you ask yourself, what did this one do? This one we know he was a rapist. This one we know he was a robber. But this one in the middle, what did he do? For him to be in that group. You'll be interested, you know, there's nothing Jesus did that deserves such a death. Even Pilate told the people, this man hasn't done anything. Why do you want to kill him? But yet Jesus died. Why? Because of you and because of me. Jesus died as a criminal because of you. as you are sitting here right now, if it wasn't for Jesus, you will not be here. You will not be here. Some of you will not be here at all if it's not for Jesus Christ. See, when I'm asking you, do you believe in the Son of God? I want you to understand the, 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 depth, the depth of that question. And I pray that you will not take for granted what he did for you. Yeah. Can I tell you something? You were the one that was supposed to be on that cross. As nice as you look today. That is your cross. I know you look nice today. I know you look great today. But that cross, you are the one who was supposed to be on it. I know you look sexy today, but that cross was waiting for you. I know you look like you don't commit any pro that, like you look like you are holy, but that cross was waiting for you. But before you could reach the cross, Jesus came and overtook you and said, step aside, step aside. Let me take it from here. And Jesus came he said, no, 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 not her. Yes. Let me. They said, what, what? You didn't do anything. He said, I understand. I know she did everything. But I don't want her to go through this. So I'm going to take her place. And I'm going to be there for her. Ah, but he's the one who was 
rubbing his, I understand, but I want to take his place. Well, what did he do to deserve it? Nothing. It's just that God loves him and God asked me to come and do that for him. But do you understand what it means? It means you're going to suffer. I understand. Ah, do you understand? They're going to pierce your hands. They're going, we're going to beat you. I, I, let this man, let us beat this woman. She is the one who deserves it. I understand she deserves it, but I choose that I will take her place and I will take it for her. Ah! I will take it for her. I will take it for him. He deserves to be on that cross. I understand that. But I'm taking that place. I'm taking that place. Today, I saw a prank, a Nigerian prank. A woman saw a lady coming from the water as if she's a mermaid. She was having a good time at the beach with her daughter. She ran away, left the daughter. It became so tragic that the people are not trying to say to her, no, it was a joke. She doesn't want to hear it. They took the child. They want to give her. She said, no, I don't, I don't. Take, take the child. I don't want, I don't want. Because she believes this is a mermaid. She says, I don't, please. Keep the child. A woman is forsaking her child to save her life. But Jesus forsook his life to save yours. But a woman is saying, please, keep the child. I don't want keep the child. But Jesus, Jesus is saying, no, leave her. Kill me. Leave him. Let me do it. Let me do it. That's why I don't think twice when it comes to Jesus. I mean, I, I cannot think twice. Look at what he did for me. Look at what he did for you. Hmm? Do you know that every other God out there, you do things for them. You bring the gifts. You catch yourself for them. You know, do you understand? Every other God out there, they don't sacrifice. You sacrifice. You sacrifice. You bring your body and they put incisions. You catch yourself. But this God says, keep your body. I will cut my body for your sake. Keep your hands. I will pierce my hands for your sake. Every other God out there, the list is so long. The things you must do for them. Come. You can't believe it. <laughs> I told the story of a certain God in Malaysia. Somewhere in Asia, Asia Manor. Where before you meet the God, eh, before you meet the God, you even stop. You climb stairs with your knees. And you have no guarantee he will listen. So they say that whole hill is full of blood. Yeah. But Jesus, it is not your blood on the cross. It is his blood on the cross. These other gods, it is your blood. Or the blood of somebody you know. They will ask you, bring this one. Bring your mother. Bring your cousin. Sacrifice. Ah. Then when you cannot, they say, no, sacrifice yourself. 
Are you not happy that Jesus did not ask for any sacrifice? He took himself and made himself the sacrifice. This is why I believe in Jesus. Number one, I was far. He brought me near. Number two, I was supposed to die. He died for me. He died for me. Number three, I couldn't stop sinning. Jesus set me free. I couldn't stop sinning. A lot of us, the things that today, you don't even know how they left you. But this was you before. And you had no power over the thing. Let me tell you something quickly. The people you see doing bad things, don't think they don't want to stop. A lot of them wish they could stop. But they cannot stop. They can't. <laughs> they want to stop drinking so they can take care of their children. But they can't stop drinking because there's a demon saying, eh, eh, you are drinking now. You can't stop. They can't stop. Many people that are in drugs, they wish they could stop taking these drugs. I'm telling you the truth. Even their parents, sir, sit properly, please. Sit properly. Sit properly. Like, sit like this. Thank you. And then keep the phone. Agere. Muruti is preaching Agere. Muruti Abuwa. Agere Papa. Yale Boka. Put your hands together for my brother. Listen, listen, many of us, ne, it's just that you can't remember. That's why the song, when I remember what the Lord has done, I will never go back anymore. When I remember what, you see, you, you have to remember. If you don't remember, you're going to go back. If you don't remember, it's easy to go back. Because you don't remember what the Lord has done. You don't remember. You don't remember that you couldn't keep money. Every cent you had, there was a project for it. Useless project. But today you have money. And you can't even pay offering. You have money. You can't pay tight. You rather come with big plans. Ah, oh, Lord, you know what? Hey, I need to build my house. Hey, I need to fix the car. Hey, I, need to, I need to buy a new shoe. Hey! You forget that before you couldn't even have a saint. You couldn't have it. You couldn't have it. I couldn't stop sinning. Jesus set me free. Jesus set me free. Jesus set me free. And this morning, Jesus is going to set somebody free. I say Jesus is going to set somebody free from the power of sin. The power of sin. You don't understand something. Sin is at the base of all problems man has. If man did not sin, man was not going to die. Demons was not going to enter men. There was not going to be a problem with man. Sin is very dangerous. Very, very, very dangerous. And no, sin is presented to you as something nice. 
when sin is advertised, it looks very yummy. It looks like this is what I need to do. But the consequences are terrible. They are terrible. I couldn't stop sinning. Jesus. Jesus. Set me free. Yeah. Set me free. Number four. I couldn't save myself. Jesus saved me. There are certain things I can do myself. But I couldn't save myself. He saved me. Number five, because of Jesus, Satan could not destroy my life. Because of Jesus. Not because of money. Not because of my background. Not because of my education. Because of Jesus. John 10, 10. Look at this verse. The thief comes only to steal, to kill, and to destroy. The thief doesn't come to do two things. When a thief comes in your life, is to steal, is to kill, is to destroy. But Jesus says, I came. I came. So two people, two people can come into your life. There are two people that can come into your life. The first one is called the thief. When the thief comes, and when you open the door to the thief, and the thief comes, he doesn't have a lot of business to do. He steals, he kills, and he destroys. But Jesus says, I also came. And when I come, I give them life. I give them life abundantly. Clap for Jesus. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I want to tell you a small story as I close. There was a man who had a house with 10 bedrooms. 10 bedroom house. He loved his house. In fact, last night I was dreaming about a very nice house. Come, come to think of it right now. It was such a nice house. Ooh. And some people had entered my house because they didn't know I was coming to visit my house. And when I entered the yard, there was commotion inside the house. They were enjoying. They even put the heater on. I'm remembering the dream fairy where they put, they had a heater on. So now they're explaining to me, no, you know, this heater, we're just checking if it works. Let's leave that one. Let's talk about this guy. Ten, how many bedrooms? How many bedrooms? Ten. Ten bedrooms house. 
Nas kitchen. Nas living room. Nas play area for the kids. Nas kitchen. Nas library. All the things you can imagine. I get it when now your, your, your house is just room. Kitchen. Yard. God will help us. You know, some people can enter their house and don't come out in a month because everything is inside. Everything they need is inside. They don't go anywhere. There's a shop inside. Yes. People are wild. Though. This guy has a nice house. May God bless you with a nice house. <laughs> Not bed bedroom yard. No, 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 no. no. Bedroom yard. Like when you step out of the bedroom, you are in the yard. Straight. Hey. <laughs> I mean, what is going on? <laughs> you see, you should step out of the bedroom into another room. Then you step out of that room into another room. But this thing that one leg <laughs> as soon as you release the other leg, you are the son is saying, hello, hello. I've been waiting for you. This, no, 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 no. Tell your neighbor, you will do better. You will do better. You will do better. Not bedroom yard. Be no, 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 no. There must be bathroom as well. How many of you believe there must be other rooms before you see the yard? Uh -huh. You must walk in the house until you are tired. Upstairs, downstairs, third floor, fifth floor. Hey, you must walk in the house until you are tired. But this one, three steps, you are out of the house. No, 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 no. It's not nice. It's not nice. Praise God. How many bedrooms? Ten bedrooms. He furnished everything. Put the alarm systems. Everything was great. 5 a.m. in the morning. There was a knock on the door. He thought it is his girlfriend that has come. He went all excited. Opened the door. When he opens the door, do you know who he saw? I'm asking you. Do you know the story? Because you, you look very like you are bored by my story. It's like maybe I've shared this story before. Do you know who he saw? Do you want to know who he saw when he opened that door for that first time? This guy don't want to know what he saw. So I don't know. I'm asking, do you guys want to know what he saw? Okay. Are you sure? I, because I, I want to be sure. I don't want to say the story you know. Are you bored by the story? Okay. My sister, do you want to know what he saw? Okay. No, she said yes. Let me. When he opened the door, right in front of him, Satan. Without asking, may I come in? Ah, he was already inside. He was already inside. He attacked the TV. Pan. 
DV recorder. Pang. Kitchen. Every, pang, 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 pang. Then he turned to him. I'll be back. Then he walked out. What type of visit is this? The thief comes only to steal, to kill, and to destroy. So, started collecting the broken TV, collecting the broken windows. Then the neighbor came, said, Esh, this problem you are having, I was having the same problem. I called somebody. The person came. Ever since that person came, this guy has stopped coming. Who is this person? That you, you, you also had the same problem as me? Yes, same problem. I called him. He came in. Do you want to know the name of this person? I cannot say the name of that person. So he says, I called Jesus. I called Jesus. He was always moving in the area. I didn't know he can help like that. I always used to see him moving around in the area. And I'm struggling. This guy's destroying everything. I called him. The man says, is he still in the area? I said, he is in the area. You wait for him around 3 p.m. He's going to pass next to your house. Hey! The guy couldn't wait. 2.30, he's checking. 2.45, he's checking. 3 o'clock, just like a dream of the night, the Son of God is moving in style by the road. Hey! Uh, Jesu, Please! Jesus, 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 please, please, please. Uh, I've got a problem. I've got a serious problem. There's a man called Satan. He came yesterday. I just finished this nice house. I just finished putting the furniture. He came yesterday. destroyed everything in the living room. I heard that the other neighbor had the same problem. You helped him. Just, yeah. You didn't know I can help? He said, no. Oh, I can help you. Man, please. C can you come? I said, I'm available. Ah, please, come, 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 come. He said, look, look at what he's done. Don't worry. Look, TV is broken. Don't worry. I'm here now. Go buy another TV. Go buy everything. I will protect you. So, 6 p.m., Jesus says to him, okay, can you take me around? Oh, of course, Jesus, of course. This is the bedroom, number one. Number two, takes him around, shows him everything. Then Jesus asks him, so, of all these bedrooms, what are you giving me? Eh? You want something? I thought it's for free. I'm just asking, of all these bedrooms that are in the house, 
which one are you giving me? Mm, Jesus, you know, I, I work very hard. I work very hard to build this thing. You understand? It's very costly. So, uh, I'm going to take you to the storeroom. The storeroom needs a lot of work. So while we are waiting for the Satan to come at 5 a.m., you just go in the storeroom, you work, you fix the storeroom for me. How about your bedroom? No, 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 Jesus, no, no, no. Hey, don't, don't push it, Jesus. I mean, you just enter my house now. You want to see the bedroom. What type of thing is this? Go to the storeroom. Go to the storeroom. Jesus says, no problem. The storeroom, it shall be. Jesus goes to the storeroom. Locks himself in the storeroom. Start fixing the storeroom. 5 a.m. There's a knock on the door. Cock, cock, cock. He's excited. Jesus is here. I can open. Open the door. And the same person. Before he can say anything, the guy is inside. Breaks the TV. Goes in the first room. Breaks. Second room. Breaks. Third room. Breaks. Then he comes back. I'll be back. This guy is not happy. After Satan leaves, he goes to the storeroom. Talk, talk, talk. Jesus. Jesus. Just say, yes, yes, yes. What is this? I called you to come and help me. And you are just lying here in the, in the storeroom. You are busy killing me. I get it, you say you can help. Yeah. But why did you leave this devil to come again and to destroy? You gave me the storeroom. He didn't touch. Give me. Ah. Okay. All right, all right, all right. All right, I, I think I understand. I think I understand. So, it's true. He touched everywhere. He didn't touch the storeroom. Okay, Jesus, okay. Let's do a deal. Okay, I'm giving you three rooms. I'm giving you three rooms. Take the storeroom, take this bedroom, and this bedroom. Okay. Thank you. But you must protect me. Oh. No problem. 5 a.m. Talk, talk, talk. Opens the door. Before he can say, come in. The guy is inside. He destroyed us. He destroyed us. He destroyed us. He destroyed us. Hasta la vista, baby. He goes, Jesus, no, I'm not happy. I'm not happy. I'm not happy at all. I gave you three rooms. This man is still destroying things. What is your problem? He didn't destroy the three rooms you gave me.
You gave me the storeroom. You gave me this bedroom and this bedroom. Everything is intact. Jesus, okay, what do you want? Eh? This is my house. What do you want? Okay. I'm going to give you six bedrooms. Six. Isn't that enough? That in my own house, I'm giving you six bedrooms. Can you even see six bedrooms? But I'll give you six. Thank you very much. 5 a.m. Coke, Coke, Coke. Open the door. Before you can say, come in. The guy says, Ata, Ata, Ata. This man is not. He's not very depressed. By now he understands that the guy will be back. He doesn't even have to, he doesn't even have to hear it. No. I know you I, I know you will be back. I understand. I understand. Just go, just go. I know. Go to Jesus. Okay. What, what, what is your problem? You came here, you had nothing. I gave you the storeroom, you complained. I gave you three bedrooms, you complained. Now I gave you six. You are still not helping me. He didn't touch the six bedrooms. Because I'm losing everything every time this guy comes here. It doesn't help for me to keep these other bedrooms for myself. Because it looks like every time I keep something for myself, it gets destroyed. So Jesus, from today, from today, this is your house. Take the house keys. I am no more the owner of this house. From today, this house is your house, Jesus. I am just here. If, if you need something, I do. I say, thank you. Go to the bedroom. Okay. Jesus, he's going to come at Go to the bedroom. 5 a.m. Come, come, come. Jesus comes. Because now he's the owner of the house. He comes. He opens the door. Sister say, hey. I'm sorry, sir. It's, it's the wrong address. I didn't know you are the one here. I was just, I thought there was somebody here. I'm sorry, sir. Please, 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 please. I will not. I should never see you here again. No, sir, you will never see me here again. In fact, I'm leaving this area. I'm going far, 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 far. Mm -hmm. ah! Hallelujah! I'm leaving this family. I'm, I'm leaving this body. I'm leaving this area. still kill and destroy. I come that you may have life. That you can only love, have life to the degree you give me access. You give me little access, you'll have little life. You give me big access, I will respond accordingly. Many people have allowed Jesus in 
but they put him in the storeroom. He's there to fix things. He fixed things. Many people have allowed Jesus in, but they put him in the kitchen. He's there to cook things. When they are hungry, they come to him. Many people have put him in the laundry room. He's there to wash things for them. Very few have taken them him to the master bedroom where he's in charge. If you believe in Jesus, you worship Jesus. Worshiping Jesus means you put him in charge. Jesus from today, you are in charge. You are in charge. And I want you to watch and see if you really sincerely put him in charge. And you stop coming to take the keys every five minutes. You stop, you stop coming to take the keys every three minutes. Ah, Jesus, you know, I don't trust the way you are doing this. No, I know that the house better. You know, let, let, let me, ah. Let's stand on our feet, please. Are you blessed by the word? Are you happy you came to church this morning? Is Jesus helping us this morning? Hallelujah. The thief come to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. And this morning, I'm going to give you an opportunity to decide who must come. There are two people outside your life. There are two guys. One is called the thief. The other one is called Jesus. They are both knocking. You decide who must come in. Before I give you that opportunity, I'm going to give you a chance to just thank God for the word you have received today. And the grace to apply what you have learned today. Hallelujah. At the count of three, I just want you to pray and say, Lord, I thank you. And if anything blessed you this morning, if God spoke to you at any level, I just want you to say, Lord, thank you for speaking to me today. Lord, thank you for speaking to me today. One, two, three, begin to pray. Begin to appreciate God. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Let's welcome the Holy Ghost. Welcome the Holy Ghost right now in your life. Let him come and take control. Thank him. Thank him for speaking to you this morning. Thank him for unveiling the scriptures to you this morning. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Oh, thank you for showing me. Thank you for showing me where I'm getting it wrong. Thank you for giving me understanding this morning. Thank you for unlocking my mind this morning and causing me to see what I couldn't see. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your word. 
Give me the capacity to let you in. Give me the wisdom to let you in. Give me the wisdom to trust you. To trust that you will not destroy, but you will fix what is being destroyed. Give me the wisdom to trust you like a patient will trust the doctor with the pain. Oh, Jesus. Release your presence this morning in our midst, Father. Release your beautiful presence this morning. And save many this morning, Father. Let salvation be released this morning. Oh, Holy Ghost, come in our midst right now. And touch permanently somebody here. Touch somebody here, Father. By your mighty Holy Spirit. By your mighty Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I give you praise. I give you praise. I give you praise. Me gado boza bregere baza bregere baso brogoda balagada bara 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 bara. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Now, Prince, say, Lord, help me apply what I learned this morning. Lord, help me apply what I learned this morning. Lord, deliver me from myself. Deliver me from the the the, the love of self that is standing against me. And causing me to not worship you the way I'm supposed to. Father, deliver me from anything that has become an idol in my life. Pray, pray, pray from the depths of your heart. Father, deliver me from any idol, any idol, including myself, any idol in me that is causing me to not worship you totally and fully. Oh, Jesus. Oh. Is it my stomach that is my God? Is it my job that is my God? Is it my parents that is my God? Is it my education that has become my God? Father, deliver me from it this morning. Help me stand and worship you alone, Father. In your last prayer point, tell him, Father, I'm going to give you my whole life. I want to give you all the bedrooms. Father, forgive me for only giving you two. Father, forgive me for only giving you three. Father, this morning, I lay it down. I lay it down. Open your mouth and pray. Surrender all to Jesus. Surrender all to Jesus. All the bedrooms. Say to him, Jesus, I give you all the bedrooms. Now, now, now. Come on, you are praying. You are praying. You are praying. Jesus, come and cry out to him. Jesus, I need you to take control. Jesus, anything that I've been struggling to give to you, give me grace to let go of it this morning. Give me grace to let go of it this morning. Anything I've been struggling to let go, anything I've been struggling to give you, help me release it this morning. a relationship, an illicit relationship that has become a God to you. Maybe it's money, the desire for money, the desire for power, the desire for fame. I don't know what it is that you are holding on to so much 
that you cannot allow Jesus. But this morning you are receiving grace from God to let go of it. You are receiving grace from God to let go of it and to give Jesus first preference. First preference. Everybody lift your hands to the heavens as a sign of surrender. As a sign of surrender to Jesus. For I take over. Come on, let that be your prayer now. For I take over, take over, take over. Take over my finances. Take over my relationships. Take over my life. Take over my health. Take over my spirituality. For I take over, take over, take over. Oh, take over Jesus. Oh, take over Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that somebody this morning is letting go and letting God, letting Jesus take control. Letting, you are receiving strength right now. You are receiving strength right now to break free, to break free, to break free. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You are receiving power to dissociate yourself from anything that is stopping you from loving God more. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. You can take your hands down. Every eye closed and every head bowed. Now I want to pray for people that are here. You are saying, Pastor, I want to say yes to Jesus this morning. I have heard the word. I've heard that Jesus took my place on the cross. I was supposed to be the one on that cross. But Jesus took my place. Jesus delivered me from sin. All I have to do is to accept him as my personal Lord and Savior. You are in this place right now. You are not yet born again. And you are saying, Pastor, I need Jesus in my life. I want to surrender my life to Jesus. I'm going to count up to three. If it is you, at the count of three, please don't be ashamed. This is between you and Jesus. Maybe you were invited. Maybe you came by yourself. At the count of three, you are saying, Pastor, I want you to pray for me. I want to become a friend of Jesus. I want to worship Jesus. I want to say yes to Jesus. At the count of three, you can raise your right hand high and Pastor will pray for you. One, two, three. Raise your right hand. God bless you. 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 Don't be ashamed. Raise it high. You are saying, Pastor, I want you to pray for me. I see those hands. Thank you so much. You can take your hands down. Now you are also here. You are already born again. But this morning you want to recommit your life to Jesus. You want you to recommit your life to Jesus. You are saying, Father, I want to come back home. I have taken so many rooms from Jesus. I want to give them back to Jesus. At the count of three, I want to give you that chance. You are saying, Pastor, I want to recommit my life to Jesus. I want Jesus to take control of my life. I need him now. One. Two. Three, raise your right hand. God bless you. Oh, yes, God bless you. Oh, yes, God bless you. God bless you. Oh, thank you. God bless you. God bless you, sir. God bless you. God bless you. 
Yes, you are saying, I want to recommit to Jesus. I took so many rooms from him. I realized that's why I'm struggling. I want him to take full control again. Thank you so much. You can take your hands down. Lastly, I want to make the last call. There's somebody here that is saying, I wanted to raise my hand, but I was ashamed, but I was afraid. Don't be. This is why I told you in the beginning, that's why this service exists. It's for somebody like you. You are saying yes to Jesus this morning. Don't be ashamed. Raise your hand so that pastor can pray for you. This opportunity might not come again. This is your chance. I'm going to count up to three. When you hear three, please don't be ashamed. Raise that hand and let pastor help you. One, two, three. Raise it up. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Now, all of you that raise your hand for the first time, the second time, and the third time, please take a step of faith and come and join me on stage. Come, 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 come. Come, come. Come, my brother. Yes, yes, come. Come, come. Yes. Put, church, come on, put your hands together for the people. That's the least you can do. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, come on, put your hands together for them all. Yes. 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 What a blessing. What a blessing. You know what you are saying this morning? You are saying, Pastor, I heard the word, and I think the decision is very easy. I choose Jesus. That's what you are saying. The decision is easy. I'm choosing Jesus. I'm choosing Jesus. He is the one I choose. And I'm giving him every room on the inside of me. Please raise your two hands to the heavens. Now we're going to speak and I want you to repeat after me every word I say. You just repeat it. Amen. Mean it from the depths of your heart. Dear Lord Jesus, I surrender my life to you today. Please forgive me my sins. Wash me with your blood. I believe you died for me. On the third day you rose again. That I might be justified. Right now. Right now. I believe. My sins are forgiven. I'm justified by your blood. I'm saved. I'm restored. I'm born again. I'm a child of God. I am free from the power of sin to serve the living God. Thank you, Jesus, for receiving me. Thank you, Jesus, for restoring me. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. From today, I am your child. I belong to you. I give you the whole house. All the bedrooms. Everything in the house. It belongs to you, Jesus. You are the new owner. You own my life. I belong to you. You are my Lord and my Savior. Now, Jesus, I'm asking you, please write my name in the book of life. My name is, say your name, Pascal. 
Please write that name in the book of life. When I leave this world, I want to meet you, Jesus. I want to see you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. In Jesus' name, amen. I stretch my hand and I pray for these precious people that turned to you this morning. I ask in the name of Jesus, bless each one of them. Anoint each one of them. Let the grip of sin be broken from their lives. Let the yoke of sin be broken from their lives. Cause each one of them to be planted in the house, Father. Let nothing take them out anymore. I give you praise that from today, they are saved. They belong to Jesus. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Thank you for listening. May God bless you. Remember to subscribe to receive our latest service notifications and to share the link. You can also watch our pastor, Pastor Pascal, live on our Facebook page, Alive Bible Church HQ, or on our YouTube channel, Alive Bible Church SA. Remember, you are alive to give life.